0: King of kings, hallelujah to the lion of the tribe of Judah, hallelujah to the one who reigns forever, hallelujah to the one who is time himself, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. oh, you great God. Great God, you great, great, great God. Hallelujah. Jesus, we worship you, mighty God. We lift our hands and we wave unto you, mighty God. And today we're going to give thanks with a grateful heart, in spite of what is happening around us, God. You are God, and you're God all by yourself. And so we're going to give thanks with a grateful heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: Evening, good afternoon, or good morning, everyone. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hallelujah! Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Give me a little bit better on this, please. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This morning, we want to continue. uh, Even as we seek to be committed to our nation, committed to her safety, committed to her deliverance, committed to her freedom, as we seek to be committed to this nation's uh, mandate and to be committed to what God is determined to do. We're grateful for the opportunity to be in the house of the Lord, even with this greatly reduced, numbers the message is gone out in different communities we're glad that Lord uh, the Lord has allowed for the opportunity even to be in the house consider that the Bible says that one shall chase a thousand and two shall put ten thousand to flight then even with ten of us we are able to do great things and so we thank God for the opportunity of using what he has given us as the strategy the thing the Lord reminded me of um, coming into this even as the government announced the, the, the restrictions is that our motto has a line in it that says our motto as a church embracing the cross resisting the devil reaping the harvest at all cost. So our motto has that clause in it that declare that the harvest must be reaped at all cost. We're reminded by the word of the Lord uh, in Hebrews, which says that we have not yet resisted unto bloodshed fighting against sin. And so we thank God for this opportunity that we are still allowed the opportunity of being in the house of the Lord um, even at this point. So let's bow for those who are here, just bow your heads and let us pray. Great and awesome is your name, O Lord. Awesome to be feared are you. We celebrate your goodness. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your faithfulness towards us as a nation. We thank you that you have helped us thus far and you continue to help us. We continue to seek your guidance for our leaders our prime minister or minister of health and all the professionals and health uh, professionals and um, those who are in the government, opposition and all is concerned as we navigate through these times unusual times but as we navigate seeking your wisdom your mis- your your counsel and the fear of you God even in this time today as we have allow our voices to be heard in different communities we're declaring that your glory will be revealed in those communities for revival and transformation and complete freedom and victory In the name of Jesus Christ. We say let God arise. And let his enemies be scattered. Let them be put to derision. We pray for those who have. Suffered loss of of loved ones. Over this time. With the coronaviruses. The nearly 3 million people. Who have died across the world. We're asking you God. That you will bring consolation. To every household. And every family. And so whether it is pandemic or plandemic. The bottom line is Lord. Them to bring healing and and, risk and strength, but we pray for those who have lost lives in Jamaica, that you console them and you will encourage them and you will strengthen them, Lord, for the damage that the guns and bullets have done, and accidents of cars, that you will bring help to those persons and healing in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for those who are who are at this point recovering from the COVID, and we declare that they will be healed and restored without any lasting impact. There will not be numbers numbered among those who are called long haulers, but that they will be healed in the name of Jesus. And We thank you for your voice now. Let this word today challenge us and our faith to walk in the fear of you, Lord, in the full fellowship of your Holy Spirit, and in the counsel of your wisdom, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We have been sharing for a number of weeks now on challenging challenging the famine with my seed of obedience. Challenging the famine with my seed of obedience. Of obedience I am not sure when again I'll have the opportunity of sharing um, this particular word and so I want to make the most of this time as we share together both those who are present in the house and those who are present in their house on social media and on the different platforms, and so in challenging the famine with my seed of obedience, I want to go back to the first um, passage that we read when we started, and this is from Genesis 26, verse says 12 through through 16. Verses 12 through 16. And so I want to read those for us this morning. Genesis 26. Then Isaac sowed in the land, in that land, and received in the same year an hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. And the man waxed great and went. Forward, and grew until he became very great, for he had possession of flocks, and um, possession of herds, and a great store of servants. And the Philistine envied him, for all the wells which his father, father servants had dug, and in that in the day of Abraham. His father, the Philistine had stopped them for and filled them with earth. So the Philistine stopped them and filled them with earth. Verse 16, then Abimelech said unto Isaac, go from us, for thou art much mightier than we. we. Let's read verse 25 uh, of same 26. And he built an altar there and called upon the name of the Lord and pitched his tent there and there Isaac's servants dug a well the word of the Lord this morning the word of the Lord this morning hallelujah hallelujah now Challenging the famine with my seed of obedience. With my seed of obedience. In the first instance as I shared this, I indicated to us very clearly that there are some things that we have as regular part and parcel of the life of the church. Tithing, offerings, first fruits that these elements, these aspects of church life is to be understood from the perspective that tithes and offerings and so on are not money. They're really not money in the sense of money. What they are, though they can be converted to money, that these are expressions of the heart of God's people, that our tithing and our offerings and our first fruit are expression of our obedience, expression of our gratitude, expression of our willingness to respond in an appropriate manner to the Lord. Will somebody say thank you, Jesus? And so, with this understanding that these are expressions, then there must be a willingness on our part to actually show the the state of our heart, the extent to which our hearts are committed to the Lord, even in these times. We went on last week to share that in... In the majority of the cases, that the thing that the Lord commissioned us to do seems so simplistic, so almost absurd, that we fail to obey because we're thinking, surely there must be something more than this. When in reality and actuality, This is what God is saying. And so when he said to Naaman, I want you to, through the mouth of his servant, the prophet, go and dip in the Jordan seven times. Naaman was absolutely upset because he said he thought that the servant of the Lord would have come out and meet him, call upon the name of his God, wave his hand over the spot and cure him. Instead, he says, go and dip seven times in the Jordan. And so there are times, and just a little recap, there are times when the instruction of the Lord is so simplistic that we say, no, it cannot be this simple. And so we want to flesh that out in, in, in what we're looking at today. So our concentration as we read this passage is to understand the dynamics associated with tithing, offering, first fruit, seed those aspects that we call money. I want to expand on that today in a way that our attention might be had as we position ourselves for what's coming. Let me start with a very profound statement in verse 25 of chapter 26, Genesis. And it says, And he built an altar there and called upon the name of the Lord and pitched his tent there. The profound statement that I wanted... To highlight here. Is that Isaac made his altars permanent. And his house temporary. So Isaac recognized that his altar. His place of worship is to be permanent. It was made out of stones. Every altar is made out of stones. As they would lay them down. But his dwelling place where he lived under the, is a tent. It is something he can move from one location to another. It is this kind of a permanency of an altar that caused when Jacob came, fleeing from his bl- brother, stopped at Luz. And in the process of stopping at Luz, he found a stone and he put the stone under his head to sleep and begin to see revelations of an open heaven. Angels ascending and descended because Abraham had pitched a tent, pitched, so built an altar there, and his fa- his grandfather built an altar there, and out of this altar, Jacob was able to see what an open heaven looks like. So, the most important thing here for us to grasp out of what I call the profound statement is that a lot of weight must be spent. Uh, place and our worship that even our giving is an expression of our worship. it's an expression of our heart. it's an expression of our devotion. it's an expression of our love for the Lord. it's an expression or expression of our commitment to the cause of God. And so for those who are watching via social media and those who are a few of us who are here and those who are listening, in the communities from our loudspeakers. These are expressions of our hearts. And Jesus said that where our treasure is, that's where our hearts will be also. So if we do what Job said, to make the most high our treasure. To treat him as our precious thing. Then we will see that our treasure is the Lord. So let's just continue in understanding this. So that, what then is a tithe. What is a tithe? What exactly is a tithe? A tithe is an expression of our heart. But what does that expression look like? It looks like from the perspective that God having given us the full hundred and trust embedded in that full hundred ten percent for himself so he gives us the full hundred and he says the ten percent of this belong to me and I'm trusting you to take it back to my house and to hand it over to those who have responsibility for it so that there might be food in my house. That there might be food in my house that my house will be taken care of. Understand this from the context as well. That the priests who were the ones responsible for allowing and keeping the worship going that they were had no inheritance in Israel. They were God's inheritance. And so God had them and held them in that way. And that was one of the way he sought to their upkeep and they'd been taken care of so that the spiritual condition of the nation could have been kept and maintained. Expression. So one-tenth, it belonged to God. Now, majority of the time, when the passage is quoted from Malachi, uh, you have robbed me in your tithes and your offerings. The emphasis is just placed, lifting this whole verse out of the book without expressing to this uh, the nature of what this is all about. And so, in this book of Malachi, or Malachi as some pronounce it, but Malachi, that there are at least 28 different charges. And 28 different responses that are in that book. So God brought 28 charges against his people. And his people found 28 reasons to say that God is not true. You're not saying the truth concerning me. So when he says he, in the early stages of those charges, he started by saying... That your heart is disrespectful and dishonoring. You do not love me the way you claim you love. Because if that were the case. Then you would not have bring that which is lame. That which is feeble. That which does not measure up to the standard of a sacrificial animal. You would not bring that to be offered to me in my house. So we see where the heart is at. We see where the... The, the real problem is the problem is that the heart, our heart as people, will say to God, "Well, you, we love you, yes, but we're still giving you the riffraff." And so God says, "The heart is at a place where they were bringing the lame, the sick; they were bypassing all of what He required and bringing this into His house." He says, "If you really to show, to make a comparison." between what you are doing in, to me in my house, I want you to take this and offer it to your governors. Offer it to your earthly leaders and see how they would treat you in relation to what you are brought in. See if they will accept it. And the answer to that, no, is no. They would not have accepted knowing that an animal is sick and lame and dying and it is then killed and prepared for the dining table. And God is saying to his people, is that his people developed an attitude and a habit of bringing that which was not up to standard. And then he continued. I'm just picking two or three out of the 28 to highlight. The next thing he highlighted, he says, not only are you dishonoring in your heart in what you're bringing to me, in your devotion and your commitment and your love, your love is suspicious. Your love is not as clear as you say it is. But because of how you are treating me, you're also treating your, the wife of your youth in the same way. You have exact violence against her in that you have treated her badly and then turn around and want to divorce her. And execute violence against her in that regard. And God said all of this is a symptom of a heart that has gone out of work. A heart that has gone away from a devotion and a love with me. And so he highlighted that. And he says "No, Do you know that I have a purpose. Why I put both man and woman together as wife and husband. I have a purpose. My purpose that I put them together is. That I might produce godly seed in the earth. That there will be godly progenitors. That is able to carry on. Righteous living and righteous standards in the earth. If there is no righteous." living and righteous person and righteous family in the earth, then there is no intercessor. And if there's no intercessor, the judgments cannot be stayed. went anyway, then he says "No, I have because of this, when I put man and woman together, I divide one spirit and put upon them so that they are sharing the same grace. But you have exact violence against your own, the wife of your youth. He said to the men who were in that place in Malachi and so he started by saying you are disrespectful, you are dishonoring you are disloyal even to your household and then he continued on and he says on top of all of that you thief on top of all of that because you are robbing me with your tithes and your offering and so when you fit it in that context you realize it's not just one thing that God's attention was on is the fact that there was a, a number of things that were creating a chain reaction, as it were, throughout the whole picture. He said, you're a thief. You are robbing me. And so, in reality, and I'm going to get myself in trouble right here. In reality, when if we were to check, and I'm using an analogy, if we were to check the... Um, the, the security system of heaven, it is quite possible that we will see some of our mug there as one who have robbed the Lord of tithes and offering because we have not been right and righteous and faithful in this matter. And we've came up with all kinds of excuses. And so the tithe is just one tenth. He says, if you bring this and honorably deliver it into my house, I will cause that the 90 outperform if you have even eaten the full 100. I'll make the 90 work. And I'll go ahead and rebuke the devourer concerning what's remaining with you. In such a way that you are now able to see the full blast of your labor. This charge that he raised. So, one-tenth is the tithes. The first fruit is also one-tenth. It's the first one-tenth of whatever increase that he says who have come. he has allowed to come to us. And he says we must honor the Lord with it. So there it comes again. So the charge he started with in Malachi was that you are dishonoring. He says, now, here's a way you honor me. Bring me their first fruit. Bring me that one-tenth of the increase. Bring me that. And so what exactly is the purpose of the tithe? He says, see if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. He said, see if I will not open up the windows of heaven. And so, p- part of the purpose of the tithe, apart from reflecting our hearts and showing that our hearts are truly committed, part of the reason for that is, is that it is a heaven opening system. It opened the windows of heaven. It opened the windows of heaven. Not just any open. It opened the windows of heaven over your life. Over your life. See if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. It is a window, a heaven's window opening system. It is a heaven blessing releasing system. Let me say that again. It's a heaven window opening system. And it's a blessing releasing system from heaven. That is how important this is. And so, when we are saying to the Lord, we're not prospering, we're not succeeding, we are in poverty, we are not having good success, we are not doing well we are being sickly, it may be that we have closed up heaven or we barely cracked the heavens because the Bible says within the same measure that we have given is the same measure will be given and back to us. So when we hold out on the Lord, there is the possibility of us being held out on in the same way. Because God is true to his word. It's not that God is bad and wicked. It's that God is true to his word. If we decide to tamper with the revelation of the word of God, it affects us in the long run. See, if I will not open the window of heaven and pour you out a blessing, such a blessing. So what else could I say about this tithe? It is such a blessing that you will not have room enough to hoard it, to contain it. So, not only is the tides a heaven window opening system, a heaven blessing releasing system, but the tides is also a system that allows for your barn and your house and wherever you store things to be, to, to make it smaller than what is coming to you. It releases more than your storehouse is able to contain, to, to, to hold. What a God. What a God. He didn't leave us in earth without help. He didn't leave us in her earth without evidence, without witness, without sustenance. He put a system in place that would be guaranteed. So how then? What is this topic about challenging the famine? What is that all about? Let me give us a couple of things that I want to highlight. We look at title, look at first root. Our offering is what releases the blessing. It caused the blessing to come. Give and it shall be given unto you. How? Pressed down, shaken together, running over. It is a part of what gave it that releases this. So Follow that. What are we looking at here? Hmm. What are we looking at? What, what is God saying to us? How does this thing work for us? When we have honored the Lord, he honors us in return. He said that those who honor me will I honor. And those who dishonors me will be lightly esteemed. We affect our own promotion we affect our own growth and development. We affect our own breakthroughs when we dishonor the Lord. So let's delve a little deeper to see what we're looking at here. And understand the full counsel of the Lord in this regard. Isaac sowed in the time of famine. Now when you read this passage from in Genesis 26, it says that there was a famine in the land, other than the famine that was in the days of Isaac's father Abraham. So we're looking at a second famine in that same region over that same time uh, in that same era. That famine were not uncommon at times like those for a number of reasons. Chiefly There would have been lack of rainfall in a to a people who depend heavily on on agriculture and animal husbandry. When you do not have rain, it is a very serious matter because that is the basis on which you're going to help to break the kind of things. Now. God did not say to Isaac I want you to do what I'm about to what I'm about to tell you to do because I'm going to cause it to rain nonstop. No, not at all. He didn't say that. He said to the man, he says, "No. I want you not to repeat the the lie that your father set in motion. In fact, he did repeat it. When I when his father Abraham did it, it almost cost the king his life. When <laughs> Isaac did it, the Bible says, Abimelech, king of Philistine, is watching Isaac and noticed that he was playing with his wife. One translator, translation says he was fondling his wife. And the king is looking at this and said, no, 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 no. no, Brother and sister are not supposed to behave this way. So he confronted him on the matter. And because of the confronting, or the confrontation of him on this matter, he decided to tell the truth. But God says, don't leave the land. I want you to f- put seed in this dry, parched land and see what I will do miraculously see what I will do Isaac could have said well I don't think that this is possible I don't think that this makes sense I don't think that this is what I need to do at this point I need to move to greener pastures and find place the Bible says in the Proverbs that one of the reason why we are not successful in our giving or in our our life, is that we're saying there's a lion outside. It's not time to go and sow. Or the slothful or the lazy would say, boy, um, there's no rain. There's no rain clouds gathering in the heaven. It's not time to plow and sow. And in other words, once we can find an excuse, then we will not actually honor the Lord obediently. And what is required... If we're going to activate and trigger the breakthrough, it requires a level of obedience. Isaac decided to obey the Lord. It is not the seed in the ground that worked the miracle. It is this obedience to the command of God that worked the miracle. The seeds in the ground are going to grow because he obeyed God's instruction to put them in the ground. That's what I'm getting at. And so, how we challenge a famine? We're challenging the famine by following closely, precisely, the instructions of the Lord, expecting all the time that whatever God says, He's right. He is the one who knows yesterday, today, and He knows tomorrow. He dwells in eternity even while He looks upon time. And so, Isaac decided to be obedient. But what did this obedience do? What did this obedience do? What did Isaac's obedience do? Number one, it is believed that when Isaac decided to sow, the place that God allowed him to sow, that somehow God gave him understanding of how to tap into The dry riverbeds, the dry riverbeds. If you watch certain documentary, they'll tell you about the elephants who are walking through the dry and the parchness, that they'll go to where they know that the old riverways are and they begin to use their foot to scratch on the dry ground, breaking through that dryness until they find the underground where the water has now been. (laughs) The river is now under there, not on the surface anymore. But there are um, elements of the river that is still there. It is believed by those who are much brighter than I am. That when God told him to sow and where he sowed. Is that he tapped into the, the, the riverbed. The old riverbed. And found water that he never even knew existed there. So the plants are thriving and growing nice and beautiful. Because their roots have tapped into something. In other words, when we obey the Lord, he will release to us the hidden resources of which we know nothing about. There are hidden resources. There are connections that he will make. There are people that He is going to bring into our lives. There are doors that he has opened. He gives us favor with himself and favor with man. And so when we are obedient... He calls us to tap into the hidden resources. That they are hidden resources. They are hidden brothers and sisters, girls and boys. They are hidden resources that God is going to make available to us. If we would obey him, even in this time of COVID, even in this time, even in the season where things seem not to be going well, God will give you hidden resources. Do you realize how many persons have had to come up with new and more ingenious ways of keeping their business afloat and their business alive? Do you realize that all of a sudden things that we never thought could be done via social media is now done by social media? For years, even a country like ours resisted uh, what is called flexi work week where persons would work um, partially from home and partially they are to go in at certain times and they choose choosing. Now COVID have shown us that not only can it work, but COVID have shown us that even with some of the complexities of job, you can work from home. And still get results. And still get results. And still get results. When we are obedient to the Lord, he calls us to tap into the hidden resources. Hidden resources. They are things. They are things. That we do not. So um, call unto me. He says. And I will show you what? Great and mighty things. That you do not now know. Call unto me. And I will show that to you. Hallelujah. I said Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Call unto me. And I will show you great and mighty things that you do not now know. That is hidden resources. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he calls us to tap into hidden resources. Not only that. Not only that. But when we are obedient. When we are obedient. The Bible says that God, when our ways please the Lord, he caused even our enemies to be at peace with us. My God. Even though Abimelech eventually going to say to Isaac, you are mightier than we are. I want you to move away from us. In the long run, they were kept safe and secured they were not attacked by abimelech abimelech they were kept when our ways please the lord even our enemies will become at peace with us what other thing happened when he tapped when he obeyed the lord when he tapped in this obedience challenging the famine with his obedience the bible says He works great. He works great. So there is greatness. That comes out of obedience. Brothers and sisters. I said there is greatness. That comes out of obedience. That when we are obedient to the Lord. Greatness. We are brought into greatness. And to be great here means. That. Out of this obedience, of putting the seed in the ground, remember it said of it that this seed begin to produce a hundredfold. Now Jesus gave an, uh, an account in the New Testament that there are some things that will produce 30, 60 and a hundredfold in this obedience. It produces how much? A hundredfold. One hundredfold is produced. Can you imagine? I don't know how long Isaac stayed there. I don't know how long the famine lasted. It never said. What we do know is that as long as the famine lasted, Isaac kept on sowing and Isaac kept on reaping. So he became great. To be great in their context means... That one become, uh, become, to begin to ac- ac- acquire wealth and resources. Wealth in our time is usually about stocks and bonds and money. The millions we have, uh, people might have real estate and they might have commercial businesses and properties and so on. But wealth in theirs is similar. Wealth in that they now have land. They also have livestock and they have um, that kind of resource of flocks to become great mean that the man no longer just have one herd, uh, one flock. He now has flocks and herds mighty enough that the number of animals he has begin to reflect his wealth. All right, that's not that making much sense. So let me say it another way. For the livestock that he has, this is his equivalent of gold bullion in a bank somewhere. He is wealthy because with this amount of animals and livestock, he is able to take care of his family, not just for meat and food, but he can bring in other resources by simply trading what he had. When we are obedient, we are released into greatness, to be great in the land, to get the commanding heights. Our children, the Bible says, become ones who speak with the enemies in the gates. These are part and parcel of what God has actually taken us into. So he became great. And not only did he become great, but he became very great. This is living in abundance. This is living on a miraculous level. My God. So our obedience would release to us hidden resources. Release to us abundance and greatness. Release to us things that we never even knew that were at our disposal. I want to show you then how crucial this is. Now, in 2 Kings 7, there's an account of Elisha. Elisha. And Elisha made a pronouncement. So I'm going to read the pronouncement that Elisha made. And um, in the pronouncement that Elisha made, Elisha says, uh, here the word of the Lord this is what the sovereign Lord says to you tomorrow about this time there shall be fine flour sold for a shekel two measures of barley for a shekel in the gates of Samaria so that was his pronouncement no sooner than this pronouncement came out of his mouth another man decided to make his pronouncement countering what the prophet says. This man is called the servant upon whom the king leaned. So the servant upon whom the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Sir, look, even if the Lord would make windows in heaven, watch that word, Windows in heaven. Might this thing be? And he said, behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes. So the prophet chipped in right as he speaking. The prophet said, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not even taste a morsel of it. So what is going on here? This was famine. But this was a man-made Famine. That the nation was besieged. Besieged by another nation. And they were, had cut off the water supply. They cut off the water supply from that nation. And they were starving to death. Starving to the death to the point where horse's head were being sold. Pigeon's dung was being sold for food in the city. Can you imagine? Pigeon dung. Sold for food in the city. Pigeon dung. Food. head. Can you imagine your, Sir Andrew, you can imagine your wife come home and said, honey we have nothing in the house. And you go out and come back from the market and come back and say, honey, all we have for meat today is horse head. We're going to have horse head soup. I can see the faces of those who are here, the few, how awful your face look. And I can see in proxy the faces watching us on social media what that looks like. I know there are some nations right now that horses have been eaten. They eat horses. But, horse head soup, pigeon dung, pigeon dung. And so this famine was going on for a while. The king was upset because I think in this time, two women decided that they both having children were going to feed themselves. So they said, okay, today we will eat your son. And after we finish eating your son, We will turn around and eat your son. And the two ladies agree. And one lady said, well, of course, we will eat your son. All the while knowing that she would not submit her son to be eaten. And so she broke the agreement after they have eaten the other woman's son. This was a bad time. This was a real, real bad time. This was a time in which a man-made famine because of the siege upon the city was creating problems obedience is crucial out of the mouth of the servant of the Lord came the prophetic utterance and it says by tomorrow this time by tomorrow this time I don't know what time of the day it's I suspect it's near midday based on how the past is gonna unfold in the rest of it. But. When the prophet spoke. Other voice begin to speak. When it comes on to us. Obeying the Lord. Once the Lord has spoken to us. There are many times when we now have to resist. The voices that are speaking into our minds. And our hearts. Saying this cannot be. Can you imagine that? Something is saying to us, no, this can't be. Doubts, fear, anxiety, not sure. When the woman heard the mouth of the prophet says, bake me a cake first and then bake for your household, she could have said, not over my dead body. She could have said, man, you're not hearing from the Lord. She could have given every kind of word. Her mind could have said to her, this is not possible. But instead, she responded, in this case, when the word was spoken, even though it looked impossible, God was challenging a famine and watching that upon whether or not people will obey, believe, expectant, and have all of that. Of course, the invading army that have surrounded them were routed not by another, uh, another army but they were routed by the sound of the abundance of the sound of marching troops of the sound of an invading army two men leprous put out of the city decided That they are starving to death. We're not going to stay out here and die for hunger. We're not going to stay out here. If we go in the city, we're going to die inside here. If we go among the invading army, we may die. Let's go towards the invading army. And they went. And as they went, a miracle happened. A miracle happened. And what happened? That they were activating a part of the world in their going when they found and begin to hoard, they said, no, if we hoard this, we're not doing well. We're not honoring the Lord. If we just keep it just for ourselves, we're not honoring the Lord. Besides, how is it possible that two of us to eat out all of this food? How? How? They went, they informed the king, The king was suspicious. The king sent out emissary. The king sent out spies to check. The king discovered that things were right. And at the time declared by the servant of the Lord, just as he says, fine flour, not just any flour, but finely grounded flour was being sold in the gateway for a shekel barley being sold for Shekel and whatever they need and the famine was broken. The famine was broken. It is our obedience and our willingness to cooperate with God that's going to release this into our lives. Let us make no mistake about it that when we respond well to the Lord, things will happen. Things will happen. Things will happen when we obey the Lord. Things will happen. I want you to notice, by the way, what the pronouncement that came out of the mouth of this servant of the king. He says, even if the windows of heaven were to be opened, we would not be able to see the fulfillment of this word. Can you, can you see how this word challenged Challenge the miracle. Challenge the flow from heaven to earth. Challenge the word. Challenge the obedience of the hearers. Just prior to this, the king had sent men to kill the prophet. Brothers and sisters, don't kill the prophets. Don't kill them. No, 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 no. They are only announcing. What father said to be announced. That if you obey the Lord. Don't kill the person who says. Pay your tithes. Don't kill the one who says. Bring your first fruit to the house. Don't kill them who say. Bring your offering and your seed. Even in times of COVID. It's the word that we are speaking. Which declares to you and to us. Together. That if we obey the Lord. If we are willing and be obedient. We will eat of the good of the land. That is the word of the Lord. That is the prophetic utterance. We have seen over this period, God have done incredible things. Awesome miracles. Awesome things. Awesome miracles. The famine in your life can be challenged by the obedience in your life. They don't have to be competing interests. It can be broken by what God is working in you right now. I said the famine can be broken, the drought. What else God does? He give as he did for Isaac. When he says to him, farm in the midst of this famine, that was a creative idea. That was a creative idea that produces miraculous outcomes. My brother, creative ideas that when we are obedient, it releases to us creative ideas. Our tithes and offering and all of that is part and parcel of what releases to us God's blessing, but our obedience releases creative ideas. Creative. God will show us how. God will show us how. God will show us how. How to get it done. How to bring it to pass. How to live in this present age. How to live in this present age. His eternal power has given us all things that pertains to life and godliness, in the knowledge of him who have called us to glory and virtue and to teach us how to live in the present age in the present age in the present age. brothers and sisters, challenge your family. challenge your luck, challenge your The deficiency. Challenge. The things that are coming at you right now. By being obedient. I'm going to bring it to a close. Jesus asked the question. He says, how can you say that you love me? How can you announce your love and devotion for me? Yet, you will not do what I say you should do. If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, follow my instructions. If you love me, hang on my words. If you love me, do as I say. It's not just faith that we need. Faith takes us so much, but we need the works. And works requires obedience. Faith and work, working together to fulfill the purposes of the Lord. So as we close this word today, it is with the understanding that God is challenging you and I to challenge him in this time. I said God is challenging you and I to challenge him in this time to see if he he will not open the windows of heaven and release to us the blessings. Let your tithes and your offering open up the windows. Your tithes open up the window. Let the offering keep it open. Tithes open it. Keep it open. Let your offering release the blessings and the breakthroughs in this time. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Want you to bow your heads. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
2: Worthy is the Lamb. Seated on the throne. We crown you now with many crowns. You reign victoria High and lifted up Jesus, Son of God The darling of heaven crucified Worthy is the Lamb Worthy is the land, worthy is the land, Highly am Jesus, Son of God. The darling of heaven crucified. Worthy is the land. Worthy is the land. Thank you for your cross, Lord. Jesus, thank you for the price you paid. Bearing all our sin and shame in love, you came and gave amazing grace. Thank you for your love, Lord. Jesus, thank you for your nail scars. Wash me in your cleansing blood. Now all I know is your forgiveness and. word
1: The few of us that are here, let's begin to.
2: Worthy is the Lamb to receive glory and honor, dominion and power, thanksgiving and gratitude. We echo the voices in Revelation that says, "You're worthy." To receive greatness and honor, power, dominion, to receive power and dominion, to receive thanksgiving, to receive strength. To receive adoration, to receive adoration, my God is worthy, is worthy to receive goodness, to receive strength. to receive might Worthy is the land Worthy
1: is the land You ask Pastor Melody just to, to speak as the Lord would put upon her spirit and then to pray, as we continue to brood over this nation and the communities for revival and transformation, as we continue to testify that God is right, He's true, that what He says He will do is what He will do. Hallelujah. Pastoral.
3: Thank you, Apostle Wayne. Worthy is the Lamb Seated on the throne Worthy is the Lamb Worthy is the Lamb Worthy, worthy Can we say that together? Worthy, worthy is the Lamb We're seated on the throne
2: who sit upon the throne worthy worthy Worthy. your word
3: Uh, the nations worthy will bow down before him and declare that he's worthy. worthy every tribe, land. every tongue, uh, every tribe and tongue, is the land. every nation will declare Hallelujah. that he's worthy.
2: worthy is
3: You're worthy, mighty God. So this afternoon, as we declare that he's worthy, doesn't matter what it looks like, I really believe that the nation and the nations of this world are scheduled for a revival in spite of what it looks like, in spite of an agenda that has been preset in spite of some program something that world to keep in lockstep with it hallelujah we know that heaven is open over the nations and a revival is being released as he sends his church out as he sends his prophets out to the people in the communities We're grateful to God for the grace that he has given us to go forth in the communities. And so we know that lives were touched, lives were impacted, lives were transformed. I want to encourage the believer who is online right now to hold on and to lift your faith and to believe that God is coming through for you. That God is going to make a way out of no way for you. It doesn't matter what it looks like. I want to challenge somebody's faith again. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Sing, O oh parent. Sing, O Oh, Baron, he will give uh, rivers in the desert, uh, roads uh, in the wilderness. Uh, He will do a new thing, Uh, he will pour out uh, from heaven, uh, out of his spirit, uh, upon all flesh. Uh, It doesn't matter what it looks like, God is gonna make a way out of nowhere. Wanna challenge somebody right now? You don't know Jesus Christ. uh, As your Lord and Savior, now is the time of salvation. I want to challenge somebody likewise who used to walk with the Lord, but you're no longer walking with Him. Something happened something intercepted your walk and your love relationship with Jesus Christ. He's married to the backslider and he's calling you to return to him. He's married to you. He's saying, come back right now. Now is the moment. I want to warn somebody who you think you have all the time in the world. Now is the time of salvation. Now is the appointed time. We want to pray with you. We want to release a word of for you, hallelujah, Father. We give you thanks, and we give you praise that we can still pray in a time that is godly, we can still release a timely word. We thank you, mighty God, that the whole airwaves are open to your voice, to your word, to your truth. Your word cannot be shackled, your word is unchained and even now mighty god we thank you for your proceeding word from different pulpits from different platforms and we pray that souls that are out there in cyberspace would hear the word of the lord and they would respond and for those who don't know jesus christ as their lord and savior would bow their knees and their hearts before him now we pray for backsliders that they would return to christ right now draw them lord by your holy ghost and your fire father break every chain break every shackle lord god you are married to them bring them back to yourself god restore their souls let them know you again as lord and savior we pray mighty god for those that are halt between two opinions lord that they will yield and surrender all to you Father, we pray for your preacher, your prophet, your apostle this afternoon. We pray for all the leaders on the front line of the gospel, for the gospel of the kingdom of God. Keep them and their families. Keep them, Lord, and the congregation, the people of God. Cover, hedge your people round about. Father, we declare that no weapon formed against your people shall prosper and every tongue risen up against them in judgment be ye condemned now in the name of Jesus Christ for those who are sick for those who are infirmed we pray your healing power we pray your sovereign hand to be upon them now and Lord we thank you for Lord God your angelic assignment around your people we give you thanks bless your people Prosper your people. Watch over your people. We pray that COVID-19 be pushed back in the name of Jesus. We push back the darkness in the name of Jesus. Every evil agenda, we shut it down now. In the name of Jesus Christ, the God of peace shall crush Satan under our feet shortly. And we declare a cross washing against the enemy now. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you that a fire goes before you and burns up all your enemies. The hills, the evil places of counsel, we declare it melt like wax in your presence even now. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor and all God's people say amen we love you we bless you continue to remain on the firing line intercessors arise prophets arise apostles and evangelists arise god is with you god loves you young warriors arise challenge the famine with the seed of obedience challenge the famine with the seed of obedience. God bless you.
1: hallelujah. We release you into the grace of the Lord and in the full fellowship and comfort of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. Amen. 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 Thank you musicians. Thank you worshipers. Thank you ten watchmen. <laughs> bless you. thank you those who are on social spaces god bless you amen